Welcome to a place where we focus on how to build better versions of ourselves, learn to solve problems in our everyday circles, and inspire us to take action as leaders. Welcome to the Big Things Done Podcast. Guys, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of the Big Things Done Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Andy Glover. I am your host. Very thankful that you're joining us today because I want to talk with you about the lessons that I have learned to make myself better, both in my personal endeavors, whether that's my hobbies, you know, from an athletic perspective or from a cooking perspective, something I'm interested in, but also something that has helped me professionally, right? Both in the military as a leader, uh, as a dental student, right? And as a future dental professional, uh, no matter what realm I find myself in, there's this one aspect or one characteristic that I've embraced and I've learned to embrace over the years that has helped me grow and helped me get better. So if you are in a position right now where, you know, you feel kind of stagnant or you are just, you've got the fire underneath you with the new year 2020 to just go out and crush and to get better and to grow your skills, grow your abilities, I want to share with you the power of feedback. Now, if you're like me and you hear the word feedback on a podcast, you're probably like, oh, man, let's, let's turn this off. Uh, feedback, that's just, I don't know, it kind of makes me, kind of just makes me feel sick inside. And, and you know, the reason for that is because, at least in my experience, the, the term feedback was, you know, it was just, it's just something that is overrated. It's something that is kind of stifling. It's stodgy. It's, it's over-formalized. And for me, my introduction to feedback was in the military. And you know, the military doesn't do, at least in my time, they didn't do a great job with the the uh, concept of feedback. Uh, and, and so for me, and I'll get into that in a little bit, right? But for me, you know, when I hear a topic about feedback, then I just, I kind of want to turn away. But I, I want to ask you to stay with me because I think there's some realizations that we need to learn about the importance of feedback as well as how to give and receive feedback properly uh, in order to make us better, right? Because that's the ultimate goal. Feedback makes us better. I want you to think about it for a second. Like think about your progression in your career or, or your progression as an athlete or as a student, right? No matter where you are right now, if you were to look back one year, five years, 10 years ago, and look at how you've progressed. I guarantee you the reason that you've progressed is because of feedback, right? It's because coworkers or bosses or customers or uh, your, your athletic metrics have told you things that have given you information to act on, right? Your boss maybe has said you could do better in this area, right? Or you could, you could do this procedure differently. Uh, you know, as a student, you get feedback on your exam. You know, like if you get a C in an exam, well, you didn't learn the material very well. You need to study better in order for you to pass the class. You know, from a customer perspective, right? If you have a company and you are you are serving customers and they give you feedback like your customer service sucks, right? Well, you're going to learn how to get better or else you're going to get fired and have to find a new job. Like the idea of feedback, no matter who you are, or where you come from, feedback has moved each and every one of us to the point we are today. And so I think that's important to remember that. Like we didn't get here on our own. We didn't get here just magically by by working hard on our own, right? We we worked hard definitely, but our progression has been because of feedback, because of outside sources telling us things about our performance, whether it was good or bad. They inspire us to either change what we're doing or keep doing the good things that we are doing. 
feedback is powerful. I was listening to uh, a panel of local entrepreneurs here in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and one of the the gals, she founded a, a public relations company called Lola Red, and um, and she she made this really simple but profound statement. She said that feedback is a gift, and you need to recognize it for the gift that it is. And, you know, it kind of sounded cheesy to me at the time, you know, because we were talking about personal development and how do you kind of grow your personal brand. But it really made a lot of sense to me as I thought about it. And it's really made a lot of sense to me as I've gone through my dental career, um, especially over this past semester. So the, the fall semester of 2019. And that's actually what inspired me to make this episode about feedback. And you see, the reason was because, you know, I'll just jump right into it, right? So I'm in the dental school, and specifically uh, every day in the morning and afternoon, I treat patients in our dental clinic. And the way uh, the dental clinic is set up as a dental student is I, you know, I go out, I seat a patient, and I seat them in my in the chair, and I, you know, take their vitals, and we start talking about what we need to do today. And then I have an instructor who comes in and kind of gives me a start check. It says, "Okay, yep, you can go ahead with that procedure." And at various points throughout the dental procedure, there are points where the faculty member, the the licensed dentist, has to come in and take a look at my work and and approve what I'm doing. Uh, and it all makes sense because I'm not a licensed dentist yet, but they are, and and it's a great learning opportunity because I still get to do the procedures and they can kind of help me along the way. And it's been an interesting contrast this semester, right? My first semester treating patients because there are some instructors who have helped me grow tremendously in my skills and my abilities as a dentist, right? So I have instructors who will sit down with me and will point out things that maybe weren't perfect in something that I did. And they'll not only point out those, those things that are wrong, but they'll tell me how I should do it differently, and they'll literally sit down and take the time to explain things to me, to answer my questions and make sure I understand better. And to me, that is so helpful. Like that is how I learn. That is feedback that is helping me grow and become better. But at the same time, right, there are instructors out there in our school and they're everywhere, right, who they don't really give good feedback at all, right? They say, yeah, you're, this, this wasn't done very well. You could have done it better, right? And then they just walk away. Well, that's not very helpful feedback for me, right? Like, why was it not so great? How could I have done it better? Like, can you show me? Can you teach me? Right? And there's there's just this longing I have to get better. And there's a frustration that comes from just the lack of feedback, lack of good, actionable feedback. So I want to talk to you today about, about feedback, right? How to give it, how to receive it. Because in my life, I have grown tremendously from it. And I want you to grow from it as well. Feedback is a gift. So let's chat about some of the things that I've learned when it comes to giving and receiving feedback. So when it comes to receiving feedback, right, like from a student to a teacher or from a, uh, you know, an employee to a boss or something like that or a, an athlete to a coach, there, there's a, a couple things I've found that have been extremely helpful to enable good, proper feedback uh, from, you know, the superior, from the person giving the feedback to me as the, the person seeking the feedback. Um, the first thing is that you have to build trust. Right, so it's not, it's not like you can just walk up to somebody and say, "Hey, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me what I'm doing right." Right, and you can't expect somebody to give you a good answer if they don't know you, if they don't know who you are, if they don't trust you. For me, one thing that I've found is I have to constantly show that I'm in a pursuit of trying to be better. I'm in a pursuit of trying to learn 
more. That's one of the biggest breakthroughs actually I had with some of my commanders when I was in the military, as well as some of the instructors I've had while in dental school who honestly just didn't give me very good feedback, right? They weren't very open. They didn't really take the time to talk to me. I had to be persistent with them and build a relationship and a trust that I actually wanted to be better. I wasn't asking them questions because I was nagging them. And I wasn't asking them questions about, you know, why did you say this or why did you critique it this way just to try to prove them wrong, right? Or because I thought they were wrong and I wanted credit for whatever I did. I think a lot of times that's what we do, right? Especially as I, I see that a lot with my classmates in dental school. We pretend to ask questions. We pretend to try to understand what we could have done better, but it's all a facade just to try to get more points, right? Or to try to prove our point to the instructor to try to prove them wrong. And I think a lot of times people see that, right? And, and when you start asking questions and you start questioning the feedback or, or the lack of feedback, right, from an instructor or from a, from a coach or a boss, uh, they start to kind of clam up, right? And so what you have to do in order to combat that is you have to show your boss, your coach, your teacher that, you are 100% focused on making the mission happen. Like your goal is not to try to win back points. Your goal is to not try to make that other person look bad. Your goal is to make it so that you can complete the mission better, right? And you do that by constantly asking questions revolving around the mission. How could I have done this better so that the result would have been more perfect? How could I have dribbled this basketball better? Or how could I have run this race better? in order to get a better time or in order to, you know, open up a play for another player out on the court, right? I mean, like those types of questions that are focused on the mission, right? They're not focused on, you know, me personally or, or my feelings, right? There's no, you know, there's no entanglement of any sort of emotions in it, right? It's all focused on how can I get better so that I can treat my patients better, so that I can make our, our company more profitable, Right? When you come into the conversation with that type of mindset, the, the conversation completely changes right? because the person you're talking with, you're engaging with, they are on the same page with you because you're talking about a common belief, which is the mission, right? which is getting the job done, whether that's sports or business or school. Right? They can relate to that. Right? They can get behind that because they're in the same position as you are right? or the same company or the same school or the same team. So building that trust, right, where you show that you are mission-focused, right, and, and that's what your primary goal is. That's why you're asking these questions. That's why you want to seek out feedback. You're not trying to be annoying. You're not trying to be personal. You're not trying to one-up somebody. You're just trying to make the mission happen, and you want to do it the best way you can. So help me, teach me, so that I can do that and I can contribute positively to our team and our organization. You know, one thing that I had to catch myself uh, that I noticed was, Man, if you want to, if you're going to ask for feedback, you actually have to be willing to change. Like and not necessarily like in that instant, right? You don't have to change immediately. But if you're going to ask for feedback, you you have to be willing to change, right? I've caught myself multiple times kind of asking for feedback sometimes almost just to kind of stroke my own ego, right? Because I know something was so great. You know, I, I did a great job on the triathlon or I smoked a, a piece of meat really well and you know, I asked my wife, "Hey, so so how to taste? What do you think?" right? And you know, if, if they were to tell me, you know, hey, you know, this this piece of meat actually tastes kind of nasty, like it tastes like a dish rag, right? Like if I didn't go into that question and ask that feedback with the mindset of what can I do to change to get better, I would uh, I would be pretty hurt, right? And I wouldn't vet, I wouldn't benefit from the the constructive comments that are made about the flavor and the texture because my heart's not ready to change. Like I'm not mentally ready because I'm not looking at this conversation from an aspect of how can I change it? How can I get better? And so, you know, if you're going to ask for feedback, that's great. 
But at some point, you have to be willing to actually make a change. Don't just ask for feedback so it looks good. Don't just ask for feedback because uh, you know you want to stroke your own ego, which is easy to do. If you're going to ask for feedback, ask for it with the mentality that you are willing to change and take that under consideration. That doesn't mean you have to change, right? The feedback could be garbage. Well, that's fine. If you go into it with an attitude of, I'm not going to change, and I just want to stroke my own ego, people see that. And people don't want to give feedback to somebody who's just looking to, you know, kind of pat themselves on the back. That's just, that's worthless, right? And people can tell if you're insincere. I found that to be the case very often, whether you're just out for personal gain or trying to one-up somebody, people see right through that. We have some students in my my clinic who do that pretty often, and it's it's painfully difficult to see. I think one thing as well that has really helped me in the actual conversation of feedback, right, whether it's with a, a dentist about a procedure I had or with a coach, like an athletic coach or, or one of my business partners, right, is when I'm asking for feedback, I have to be really good at listening. It's really easy to get defensive when we ask for feedback, right? And, you know, how did, how did my, my presentation sound? Well, you know, it kind of sounded dry and, and, you know, maybe it wasn't very engaging. Well, what do you mean it wasn't engaging? What do you mean it was dry, right? Like instantly I start getting defensive. And, and that's kind of a natural reaction I think we all have when we're talking about feedback, right? When you're asking for feedback, you better be in the mentality not only to be willing to change, but also just be in the mentality to receive. You are in receive mode only. Now, you can ask questions, you know, to clarify or try to understand a point better. But when somebody gives me feedback, I make it a personal point every single time to not talk or not give my perspective, right? I want to hear their perspective. I want to hear what they have to say. And I'm just going to let them own the conversation. And that's my mentality. And that allows me to get the most out of what that person is trying to tell me. Because as soon as I start asking a lot of questions or as soon as I start offering counterpoints, that puts that other person on the defensive. And then instantly, they aren't going to be giving you the proper feedback or the true feedback that you really deserve because they're going to be thrown off and try to defend themselves or they're going to want to get out of the conversation. They don't want any part of that. So to make it as, as unconfrontational as possible and make it as beneficial as possible, keep your mouth shut and be in receive mode only when you're truly asking for honest feedback about something. All right, so we've talked about feedback, right? How to give it, uh, or excuse me, how to receive it. We're going to talk about how to give it here in just a sec, right? But when we talked about how to receive feedback, right? A couple things that come to mind that have helped me. Keep your mouth shut. Make sure that you are coming at it from a mentality that you are willing to change, right? You are actually willing to act on that feedback if it's good feedback. And finally, you're coming at it from an attitude that you want to make the mission better. You want to get better. You don't have some alternative motive that is kind of lurking below the surface, right? When you come at a situation with those types of things, people are going to open up. Even people who, who are just difficult to receive feedback from, they're going to open up to you because they see that you want to get better. They see you want to provide value to something that they value as well. And that is where the, the conversation gets unlocked. And that's super powerful. So let's talk about now how to give feedback, right? Because, you know, it's one thing to receive it. But a lot of times, you know, people, especially if you're successful, they're going to ask you for feedback on something that they did. And I think it's, uh, you know, at, at my point, right, in my stage in life as a maybe one of my older classmates, right, I get a lot of requests for feedback about how somebody, you know, treated a patient in the dental school, right? Or from a leadership perspective, how did I handle this situation? Um, you know, and, and as we all rise in those types of roles and are seen as somebody who's a little bit more experienced, we're going to be asked to give feedback. So how do we give that constructively so we're not those types of people, right, who don't give good feedback and just leave people, you know, wanting more and, and not able to grow? 
I think one thing to remember right off right away is that there's there's two different kinds of feedback, right? There's formal feedback and then there's informal feedback, right? The formal feedback is where you kind of sit down and and you have a formal meeting, you know, maybe you go out for coffee or maybe you meet them in your office or whatnot. And, and it's a formal set aside time that's anticipated that you've prepared for, that they've prepared for, where you give them specific things and points that they can improve on or get better at. And the Air Force loved that, right? The Air Force loved to do formal feedback. And, you know, some commanders it worked well for and some it didn't. And I had a lot of commanders who it just didn't work very well. A lot of times just because they blew it off. You know, a lot of times they're just like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. If you weren't doing your job right, I would have told you earlier, uh, which isn't isn't wrong, I guess. But if it's too structured, if the feedback is too structured, it it kind of, I think it diminishes the the importance of it. I think it diminishes the impact of it. So what I found is a lot more helpful is the informal feedback, right? Is is the feedback, you know, just maybe a couple sentences or maybe just a quick statement right after somebody did something. You know, for example, if somebody uh, is training for a triathlon, right, and, and they went out for a really long run and they came back and shared with me their results. And I'd be like, hey, man, that was a great run. That looked like your pace maybe was a little bit off. Maybe you could, might, might wanted to work on your pace a little bit there. and uh, But otherwise, it looked great, right? And just that informal type of feedback, right, where it's just a quick statement kind of almost in passing, right, in the moment, those types of things really have an impact on people. Um, whether it's, you know, athletics or uh, in the dental chair or, you know, especially in, in a leadership position with multiple people working for you uh, with a lot of things going on, just a few moments of informal feedback about, hey, you know, I, I saw your presentation today. It was it was really good. I noticed one thing uh, maybe you might want to work on just kind of how you phrase some of the questions to to the audience, right? That could have been a little bit better. Or I, I feel like I could have benefited more if you phrase them in this type of way, right? But otherwise, hey, great presentation. Those types of small, short, informal feedback sessions as a leader, right, as somebody who needs to, who's giving feedback from a position of knowledge or experience, those types of informal feedbacks are very important, right? And I think go a lot further than some sort of, you know, formal feedback session. Now, obviously, formal feedback has a time and place, um, especially if, you know, someone really is struggling and really does not have their act together. Having formal feedback sessions where you can just kind of lay it out for them and and uh, and really just make it a formal documented session can go a long way, right? But I've found it much more important as a leader, as somebody who has people working for them to give informal feedback and be looking for opportunities to give that. The way that you give feedback, I think, is also very important. And I don't know if you noticed in the few, way, few examples I gave just a little bit ago, but what I've found to be very important in giving feedback is is to always combine a positive and a negative, right? It's very easy for us, especially in our culture today, to only focus on the negative, right? The news already does that for us, so we don't need to worry about that. When you're giving feedback, it's extremely important to show, I think, that you, you've seen everything that that person had to give. Like, you didn't just see a snippet of something, but you actually saw the entire effort, right? So there's a difference, for example, if you saw somebody's entire presentation or if you only saw five minutes of it. If you critique somebody on their entire presentation, right, that's valuable feedback. And when you share that feedback with them and you include aspects of, you know, in the beginning, your presentation was rock solid. It was awesome. But towards the end, you know, it kind of shifted a little bit and, and maybe kind of fell off in its, its impact and its punch. You share with them that you've seen their entire effort, right? You've observed them. You've watched them. That increases your credibility and your buy-in from that person because they see that you've invested your time and your energy and your focus into them and their product and what they're doing. Now, it sounds kind of, I don't know, 
sounds minute, right? It kind of doesn't really sound like it would be that important. But I guarantee you'd be pretty frustrated, right, if a coach came up and said, you played a terrible game of basketball, right, but only saw two minutes of the game that you played, right, when you played over half of the game. Right? That's ridiculous, right? That's not meaningful feedback, and that's just somebody who's looking to, to start a fight or to try to tear somebody down. That's not, that's not helpful at all. Showing that you've seen their entire effort and making an effort to show them that, right? I think that's important. Another thing, and I don't know if you saw this in my in my previous examples or not, but the idea that you have to combine the good with the bad, I think is very important, right? It's so easy in our culture from a negativity standpoint, right? To only focus on the bad things, to only focus on the things that are negative and, and not really focus on the positives. But feedback has to be positive and negative. I have found that the best feedback for me, right, as a dental student is when somebody says, hey, your procedure that you did, overall, it was really good. You had good time management. You treated the patient well. The the form of everything looked good. But here's one thing that you might want to work on, you know, and, you know, explain that to me. Explain the reason why I might want to work on it and help me understand what I can do better, right? But what they did was they they talked about both the good and the bad, right? So it's not like it's just an absolute train wreck, right? There are things that are positive and there's things I can work on. That's valuable feedback for me. Right. Now, obviously, I don't mean to sugarcoat something, right? If, if, nothing, if the person just failed completely and there's not much good you can say, well, okay, then there's not much good that you can really focus on. But that still doesn't mean you can be a jerk to them, right? Feedback does not mean you have to be a jerk. Feedback does not mean that you have to degrade somebody and tear somebody down, which a lot of people, especially in the older generation, I think, just in my experience from an instructor perspective, that's kind of where they're at. They love to just focus on the negative and just tear people apart. The newer generation, the the younger generation, I found responds so much better when you focus on both the positive and the negative aspects uh, in your feedback, right? And, and both of them are equally important, right? Because it, it reinforces what they're doing well, right, and ha- has them continue to do those things, but then also shows them areas that they can improve. So, guys, feedback for me is extremely important. That's how we grow. Feedback is how we get better whether you like it or not, we have all grown and evolved because of feedback of some way, shape, or form. How we receive it is very important. How we ask for it, right? How we, how we listen for it, how we approach it, and, and how we engage with the people who are giving us feedback. Very important if we want to get the most out of it. In addition, if you're somebody who's giving feedback, if you're in a position like that, making sure you combine the positives and the negatives, right? And listening and, and making sure you provide feedback on the entire effort not just on one little aspect of it, right? That helps the person know that they're seen, that they are getting a a valid and honest and fair feedback over their entire performance. And that is feedback that's actionable. That's feedback that somebody's going to actually move on and act on and be better. The last thing I'll I'll share with you guys from a feedback perspective, right, is that it, it does need to be actionable. And I just mentioned that a little bit ago. I have to be able to walk away knowing what can I do to be better? What can I actually physically do to make sure I don't make that same mistake twice? That's the common thing that uh, as second lieutenants in the Air Force, we're always told is that you can screw up as a young leader in the Air Force. That's totally fine. Like You can literally do almost anything in the Air Force as a second lieutenant and you're going to be fine if you screw up. But you can't make the same mistake twice. But I have found is that a lot of times... If I'm not told how to not make that mistake a second time, I'm probably going to do it, right? If, if nobody tells me how to run differently, I'm going to run with poor form every time, right? If nobody tells me how to do a dental procedure differently, I'm going to do it over and over and over again unless someone teaches me how to do it better. 
So your feedback has to be actionable. What kind of knowledge or ability can this person walk away from this conversation and be able to put into practice? That is what should be going through our head as we are giving feedback to somebody. Right? And from the many instructors who, who just haven't given me good feedback, that's what I wish they would do. That's what I wish was going through their head is that they would give me feedback that I can actually act on. All right, guys, that's all I got to you today on, on feedback. That's how we grow, period, simple. I think it's important for us to approach it well and give it well. Guys, thanks for joining me on this podcast journey. I've got a couple things cooking with a few different organizations, so I appreciate the patience as I'm kind of in and out. If you have questions or comments or have a topic that you'd like me to cover on the Big Things Done podcast, whether it's leadership or personal development, I would love to do that. Shoot me an email, bigthingsdonepodcast at gmail.com. We'll talk to you guys again soon. And until next time, keep doing big things. <laughs>